Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shirvan Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Babakama Daf Yod Ted Amud Aleph. This podcast will be relatively short, taking us to the Mishnah on Amud Bet. And we uh, continue and conclude our analysis of the first Mishnah of the second parak. All right, we have the Dean of Tzvarot. Now the question is, how should we read or parse the Mishnah? Is it Haitamivaetet, if the animal was kicking, Vehizika Baviuta, and it damaged with its kicking, which would be Nazak Shalin. Otsrot Kirochayu, or stone shooting out in a normal fashion, Mashalim Chatzinezek, which means normal Tsrorot, uh, nothing unusual, just inadvertent and secondary, is Chatzinezek, Virabonan, he, and therefore our mission is authored by Rabbonan, against Sumchus. Odilma, perhaps it should read like this. Maybe the tzorot are connected to the first line, meaning if it was kicking, and as a result, stones shot out, which means it was weird, meaning but if it, stones just shot out as the animal was walking in a normal way, then it would be nezek So who's the author of our Mishnah? So Toshma Miseifa, look at the end of the Mishnah, which is Darsala Kliushvaratu, if it stepped on a Kli and it broke it. And that shard fell on another Kli and broke it. He paid Nezek Shalom for the first one he stepped on. That's regular regal. And the second one is Tzwarot, Chatzinezek. Sumchus doesn't have Chatzinezek, at least we, ah, Ravashi, in the previous podcast, uh, explored the possibility, but we certainly don't have Sumchus on record as ever ratifying Chatzinezek. So, Rishon, Rishon, Lahataza, So, perhaps Rishon and Sheni merely mean the second and third. In other words, it stepped on a clay and that clay broke another one. That's the first one that gets shot out. And the second one is the second one afterwards, which means there's really three Kalim here. And then if that's the case, Shani lays the Sumchus ben Kocho le Kocho, then Sumchus we would have to say, and this would settle the question that we ended the previous uh, discussion with, that Sumchus would have to distinguish between direct uh, sec- proximate cause and improximate cause. In other words, that which his kicking uh, shot into motion, and that which that shooting into motion shot into motion, that he would agree that that's Hafnezek. But if that's the case, Allah, if, if everybody knew that Sumchus was the author of our Mishnah, and that therefore he makes that distinction, so the question Ravashi asked, again, noted just beforehand on the same Amud, it should be very clear that Sumchus does not equate the two, because if the author of Mishnah is Sumchus, then that means he has Nezek Shalem on the first shot, and Nezek on the second step away. So the answer is Ravashi, Karabonan Mokila. The answer is Ravashi agrees that our Mishnah is Rabbanan. Ubay Lahachi, this was his question. This is how he wants to read the Mishnah. If it was kicking and it damaged with kicking. Otsurot Karachayu, or regular Tsurot Chatzinezek. In other words, that's Chatzinezek. And Ravashi's question was the other question he asked, HaMachmat Biyut Ravianezek, Vyeshinui. And it's perhaps if it was weird, meaning that it was stepping and shot out rocks in an odd way, and it kicked, and that kicking led to something else and a rock shot out. Maybe there's a quarter nezek, v'yeshinui, meaning we distinguish between a normal case and a shinui case, meaning one's done strangely. Maybe the Armish is referring to the case where it kicked and it did damage with kicking. So in Mahmat Biut and the Tsurot, 
happened as a result of the Biut, which means, in a strange way, it's still Chatzinezek ve'en Shinui, and therefore we do not regard as significant the issue of Shinui, meaning that if the Tzorah would happen in a regular way or a strange way, any, any way you cut it, it's Hafnezek. And Ravashi's answer, of course, was Teiku. Okay, boy, mina Rabbi Abba bar Memel mi Rabbi Ami. So they asked Rabbi Ami. V'amila bar Mechia bar Abba, or they asked Rabbi Mechia bar Abba. Haytam mahalechem malkom shiiv sharla elam kain elam kain manatazet. Let's say a, a cow was walking in a place was impossible for it to avoid shooting out stones, like a gravel area. Every step you take, stones shoot out. Uvatam etizavezika, and it kicked, and as a result, stones shot out. Mahu. Do we say cave and the Sharla Orchehu? Do we say since the, in this location there was no way to avoid it? It's called Orche and therefore it's Nezak Shalem. And by the way, Shutar Abim Yudipata because it's Regal. But you could say yes, but in this case he wasn't doing it because it was stepping, did it because it was kicking, and so therefore it would be Chatzinezik. The answer is Teiku. He asked him, If it was walking in Rashutar Abim, which Regal was part of there, Veitiza vehizika mahu, and it kicked out stones and was mazik. So he said, the question is, the karen medamin and lay is tsrorot similar to karen, in which case you're chayiv chatzinazek in rishutah in rishutah rabim chayavet. Odilma told her the regal hupturah, or perhaps we say tsrorot is a subset of regal, as we saw earlier in the masachet in the beginning of the first parak, and he's potter. Amrlei mistamer told her the regal who. Rabzera's answer was, it, 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 it's reasonable that it's a told her the regal and for your potter. So if that's the case, he responds, Let's say it kicked the stones out in Rishut Rabim, but the stones shot into somebody, the Nizak's private area and did damage Mahu. In other words, do you look at the point of original impact, or do you look at the point of original interaction, or the point of ultimate impact? Since there was no Akira, meaning the stone was not kicked in a place of Chiyuv, therefore we don't regard where it ultimately rested as being significant. So, let's see if this really works. If it was walking on the way and it shot out stones. Regardless of where it is, and we think that means, aren't we talking about a case where it shot the rocks out in Rishut Rabim and they did damage in Rishut Rabim? Lo, it can't be, because it's regal. It must be a case, as if you say, you're chayiv in Rashut Echid or Rashut Rabim, it can't be that the damage happened in Rashut Rabim, because it's so told to the regular Yipata there. It must be that it means he shot it out in Rashut Rabim, but it ended up in Rashut Echid and did damage, which, which goes against from Zera's answer. But Yuja and you just answered that since the area where he originally interacted with the rock was not a place of chayiv, therefore there's no chayiv. So Zara said, okay, I changed my mind, you're right. So now, according to this, if, you, if, the, if the cow, if the ox kicks it, or steps on it, shoots out from Rishut Rabim, but shoots into Rishut Yachid, does damage, is chayev. Chatzinezek Tzorot. Eitavez, they brought another challenge against him. The first one is not Zekshalim, the second one, the, se- the one that was damaged as a result is and on that we made the comment. That's only So we have the following statement: You're totally exempt for the first one because it's straight up regal, but you're chayav in chatzinezik for the second one because like Karen. So my aren't we talking about where everything happened in and it's because of a dean of Karen? 
meaning that if it's Chayim Meshut Rabim, that it has to be similar to Karen because Regal's patur there. Lo, it is Meshut Rabim, and must be that the rock shot out from Meshut Rabim into the Nizak's property. Again, they keep uh, challenging um, Rav Zera and saying, uh, and says, you said that in such a case there's no Chiyuv. He said, yes, indeed, I changed my mind. So, Eni, is that really the case? Rabbi Yochanan said, we'll see it later on in, towards the end of the parak, that there is no distinction when it comes to Chatzinezek between Rishut Ha'achid and Rishut Ha'abim. Right, now, what does that mean? My, Lavitiz Rishut Ha'abim, Ezek Rishut Ha'abim, aren't we talking about shooting, if the rock shut out in Rishut Ha'abim and did damage there, and even there, Yechayv Chatzinezek, that can't be, so Lavitiz Rishut Ha'abim, Ezek Rishut Ha'achid. Again, they're challenging Rav Zerah. So how can Rabbi Yochanan have said that? Um, and, uh, and mean that, uh, the, if the animal does nezek of Shud Rabim and it shoots into Shud Yachid, you're chayav. You just said, since the original point of interaction was Shud Rabim, there's no chayuv. So again, Amarle Hadribi, again, I, I changed my mind. This could have been three different opportunities where they challenged Rav Zera. I don't think they're hammering him with it. But there's another answer to that last one. Rabbi Yochanan was uh, simply talking about Karen and was opposing Rabbi Tarfon's position to say that when it comes to Chatzinezek, it doesn't matter where it happens, Rishut HaNizak or Rishut HaRabim, it's Chatzinezek. Yativ Rabbi Yehuda, Nesiyah Rabbi Shaya, Kila Debei Rabbi Yehuda. They're sitting in front of his house. Nafak Miltam Minayu. They were discussing uh, the following. What if an animal shook its tail violently and knocked something over? What do you want the master to walk around holding its tail everywhere it goes? So So according to you, you should be potter for Karen because what do you expect? They got to hold the animal's horns all the time. So he said, "No, Let's consider Karen. Love Orche. Karen is unusual for it to gore. Ha Orche for an animal to switch its tail and do damage. Eh, that's regular old regal. So So if it's Orche, then what are you asking? The answer is kishkush yeterim I'm asking, what if it got extra violent with the tail? So do we say that there's a normal range of tail wagging or tail shaking that's considered uh, regal and therefore you put the beam and more than that is considered violent or not? What if the animal, male animal, used its member and shook it very violently? What do you call it? It's just like Karen. Meaning, in Rishut HaBim, it'd be chayiv. Karen lav Isn't Karen just the animal's Bad instincts getting the best of them, and violence or something like that. Isn't that what's happening here? If Karen, the animal, really intends to hurt, here the animal's got some sexual urges or whatever it may be that's causing it to do this, but it's not intent to damage, and therefore maybe it's not like Karen, and maybe therefore um, it would be considered like a told of regal in Pater Nushadarbim. Teku. Okay, the end of the Mishnah talked about the chickens that were walking and then with the string tied to the chicken's leg, but that's Chatzinazek, uh, if it does damage. So Rafuna made this statement that we're going to have to re-examine, that that's only true if the cord sort of got looped onto the, uh, onto the chicken's leg by itself. Kind of got ta- caught in. But if a person came and tied it to him, then Chayav, that man is Chayav for whatever damages the chicken does with the string. 
Nikshar mi'alav man chayev. Wait a second. Obviously not. If the, if, obviously in the first case nobody's chayev because if it got tied on by itself, then then who is there to be chayev and who would, who is it's going to pay chatzinezek as as the Mishnah state, stated. Idem abal hadalil. If it's the guy who put the string on hechidami, what's the case? Ida atznei onusu. If the um, it's not the guy the guy who owns the string. If the chick, chicken if the guy hid the string and the chicken dug it out and put it in, so then the guy's onus. Why should he have to pay? If he left it out, so Poshehu, he left a, a string out right near the chicken. The chicken tied it, but you know, kind of got caught in it and did damage with it. So he's Poshehu, should be full Nezek. It means that the chicken, the owner of the chicken is Chayev, Chatsi Nezek for this. So why doesn't he have to pay all Nezek, Dichtiv, Kiftach, Ish, Bor? Because this is kind of a subset of Bor. And it says if a man digs a boar, velo shore boar, not if an animal digs a boar. So in the same way, the chicken tied the string onto himself, and therefore it's only chatzinezek. So chatzinezek nami ish boar velo shore boar. So why does he have to pay chatzinezek at all? All right, Our Mishnah is talking about a case where the chicken somehow threw the string. Ravuna, uh, Ravuna's statement about the difference between nikshar meilav or somebody tied it on is baal meitmar. He just said it in, as a separate statement, not connected to our Mishnah. Dalil hefker. If there was a string that was wasn't owned, Ravuna nikshar meilav patur. If the chicken got wound up in it and did something with it, then you're the owner of the chicken's patur. Ksharal damar. If somebody tied it on, then the person tied it on is chayav. Mishum my chayav. Why? This is like a moving boar that rolls around um, by uh, the feet of people and the feet of animals, and it's like a ball, right? That um, that gets kicked around, and that's uh, what happened here when the when the guy tied on the uh, string onto this chicken. Okay, we've finished our analysis of the first Mishnah. We'll pick up at the second Mishnah, which gives us the details of Shane picking up from the Mishnah in Parak Aleph. Uh, at the end of Parakalaf, Hashem, we wedded the Cholat Everyone should have a wonderful day.